You're listening to WCAT Radio, your home for authentic Catholic programming. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Cynthia Tulin Wilson on my show, Author to Author. Today, I'm here with Elaine Weissman, and um, we are going to talk about great ideas. So um, let me start with a prayer, and then we'll get right to it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Nice to see you again. Yep, and, same. Uh, what I thought I'd start with, it's called the Center for the Study of the Great Ideas. The Great Ideas. don't X and the, then it's just great ideas. Anybody's yeah. you know, great ideas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it started in 1990, and it was a, can you say a coalition? It was a combined effort of more Dr. Mortimer Adler and my husband, Max Weissman, mm-hmm. wanted to, it's the only website that was sanctioned by Dr. Adler. Mm-hmm. So we have all the DVDs on there and PDFs and firing line and everything we have. And we're adding all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's under the word store. And there's mm-hmm. also a section for signing up for membership. Mm-hmm. And so what they wanted to do, and you know, I don't know if you know, Dr. Adler, but he was philosopher, educator, book writer like crazy. Mm -hmm. I've got tons of his material, which is for journals that we send out every Tuesday for members. Mm -hmm. And sometimes more. Mm -hmm. And what I'm looking forward to is being able to do meetings like this, Mm -hmm. where we all discuss, because that's really the heart of it, is the discussion after you read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because without that, you're just you're not expressing anything. You don't see yourself talking about it. You just got it in your head, and maybe it's not going to come out exactly mm-hmm. the way you thought it would when you start talking. Mm-hmm. Right. So, my husband and I have been to Aspen when he had his meetings there, and he mm-hmm. was very predominant in Aspen at that time, which was back in the middle nineties. Right now, Aspen's a little bit different. You know, unfortunately, it's caught up with what's going on, and mm-hmm. it gets a little more liberal in that sense. But they were great uh, meetings that he had there, like 20 mm-hmm. people in the room. Mm-hmm. So it was all very exciting. And uh, in the back of my husband's, on the wall in my husband's office, was this quote, which is basically what the center is after and what they came up with. So I'm just going to read it because I certainly didn't memorize it. The only standard we have for judging all of our social, economic, and political institutions and arrangements as just or unjust, as good or bad, as better or worse, derives from our conception of the good life for man on earth and from our conviction 
that gives, I'm sorry, and from our conviction that given certain external conditions, it is possible for men to make good lives for themselves by their own efforts. Mm-hmm. So it's returning everybody to, if there's a target, then we should know what we're aiming at. Mm. You'll miss, but the idea is that you have something to aim at, and most people don't. So, That's true. Yeah, so it's always looks, it always looks like a dartboard, you know, and you're throwing it, and that target is what you're after. Well, if you don't know there's a target, and you mm-hmm. don't know what's on it, mm-hmm. you're helter-skelter. Yeah. And both both of them were very in favor of critical thinking, which Dr. Adler was so upset about that he developed the PIDEA program, P-I-D-A-E-I-A, which Mm -hmm. means children in Greek, but it's basically to reformulate education, period, away from what it is now. Mm-hmm. Instead of just telling kids what to think, you get them into thinking about the things they're going to think about and start to examine them. Instead of mm-hmm. just being like a sponge and saying, oh, I know what Nietzsche said. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean? What, how do you take that? And mm-hmm. that was his redoing of the education system. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, of course, it doesn't. you won't find it in many places. Uh but it's probably why people are sending their kids to private schools, like Catholic schools, which mm-hmm. even though I'm not Catholic, I'm Orthodox, uh, my father said, you're going to Catholic schools, and you'll be happy that I'm sending you there. And I can't tell you how happy I was, because what an education I got. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful teachers. Mm-hmm. And grammar school was still all right, but there was something very special about the nuns, as far mm-hmm. as I was concerned, because they were so dedicated. And that's mm-hmm. what they cared about. And there was a lot less drama in that sense. You were there to learn. That was it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't come if you don't have. So he, um, so they set up a membership where you would get for students and, uh, friends. And then there were participants and also the patron. Mm-hmm. So for a hundred and two fifty, you'll get a, a choice of videos that are exclusive to the center uh, for the hundred to get one free video of your choice and then there's two for the other and you can also add somebody that you would like while you're paying for your membership to get their own membership too not their own membership but their own journals mm-hmm. and then hopefully they would sign up so mm-hmm. it's been uh, quite a test of uh maintaining and sustaining your energy because he passed away February 22nd in 2017 and mm-hmm. Dr. Adler passed away in the beginning of 2001. Um, so that left me yeah. with the ship. Mm-hmm. And just like manning a ship, there you are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. plus you're trying to get over what just happened. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while, and there's a lot of things we have left to do. I mean, the website was one, improving the website, getting the Zoom meetings, getting marketing done. We've had a lot of increase in memberships mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. So marketing is very important, 
And yeah. I have to get on that. And right now it's me and the help of like Sebastian mm-hmm. gives me guideposts or guide guidelines mm-hmm. or ideas of who to contact. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you literally are like on a ship in the middle of the sea and storms come and there you are. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew what I was doing. Well, I guess not. Oh, we better go the other way. Yeah. So um, do you have any questions about the kind of subjects? Kind of, no, it, I'm it just, goes, hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it goes back when you when you start with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Adler was very Aristotelian. Mm-hmm. So you're taking from Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle. You're going mm-hmm. all the way back there. And they did a pretty good job of yeah, enlightening people to what was It's hard to believe that because you think every millennium is a different story, but it's all the same. Yeah. Human nature. Human mm-hmm. nature. And so that's where it begins, the study of those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, my husband went to a, he was basically more along uh, architecture and drawing and things. Mm-hmm. And his boss took him when he was like 20 to a great books meeting mm-hmm. where they discussed to this day. I'm not sure exactly. I thought it was uh, Plato and he had not even gone to a school like I went. He was mm-hmm. never aware of any of this because he went to a, a school uh, for hands on, you know, more hand welding, things like that. And he yeah. was blown away. Mm-hmm. He said, the most important thing besides what how dumb I was was that I realized I could do anything I wanted. That the world was open to me. Because he was kind of frozen in what was happening. You get married, you have two kids, you know, this blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, the world opened to him. That's how he felt about it. And so he always kept Adler near in his mind and then when we finished with our printing business 1900 1900 <laughs> i'm a little yeah I'm, we're kind of young huh uh in 1990 he mm-hmm. made communication with adler who happened at that time lived uh, two blocks from us mm-hmm. so he went and talked to him and all that and uh they formed a partnership and we started giving seminars. Mm-hmm. Adler's by now in his middle eighties. Mm-hmm. So he needed a little help on the stage, mm-hmm. but uh, it was at the cultural center to give an example, and it was packed. Mm-hmm. People are—they they really are hungry for somebody to start talking sense to them, mm-hmm. so they can start thinking sensibly. Instead of, well, this is what it is, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, if kids don't think that. I mean, I hate to say, it, I never thought I would do this and say, in my day, I never thought I'd talk like that. Mm-hmm. But in my day, there was a curiosity and mm-hmm. a wanting to learn, and I don't know was not a big answer. Mm-hmm. Go find the answer then. What do you mean I don't know? We never said that. Well, find it. Today, it's I don't know and period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want you to tell them. <laughs> oh, uh, the other day I had, I called UPS and I, 
the kid says to, I was down the chat. I said, I just want to know if Luxana, Kansas is the closest missions, Kansas. Could you say that another way? I said, <laughs> I said another way for that? You don't like that? Well, I'm kind of new. Okay. I thought, how much could you say this? I said, well, there's Lenaxa, Kansas, Lenaxa, which was what my label said, but you delivered it to something missions in Kansas. Are they kind of like the same? Can you say it another way? Oh, my God. I honestly got it. And I said, no, I can't. I don't know how else to say it. And he said, well, I'm kind of new. I said, but I'm not asking you about anything UPS. I'm asking you about the state. Now, it'd be better if you called back and got somebody else. I, I was, I thought, am I in a, where am I? The Twilight Zone. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yep. And we have tapes that we're exclusive to us. They're 20 minute to 30 minute tapes and they run the whole gamut from, uh, they were done in the mm, maybe fifties because it's black and white and you know the kind of recording they did then. It's Adler talking to the camera. I'm sorry if I say Adler. I'm just used to that. Uh, talking to the camera about subjects that bring from, uh, war and peace and opinion and philosophy, all of those. And he does. 20 to 30 minutes on. Those are exclusive to us. And there's mm-hmm. 22 of them. Mm-hmm. So when I say you get a free video, it's from that. Yeah. But it's a direct, why waste them? And this is what he had. He had a business called Philosophical Research, the Institute mm-hmm. in California. And that's where he did a lot of those. So they're owned by him. And I don't care how old they are. They're still current. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The thing to do after you see them is then to talk about it, which we I have not had a Zoom yet. Mm-hmm. But I do want them. And there's things we have to improve on the website. But uh, he also was very prolific on books. Mm-hmm. I think there was 53, oh. 53 books. Mm-hmm. He died at about 100. And he died in California. But he didn't start out in philosophy. He started out, I believe it was Columbia. He never finished high school. Oh, my. He left and worked for the newspaper in New York, New York Times, I think. And he he did go to college, but he didn't get a degree. I think it was Columbia because he wouldn't take the swimming exam. Mm. So he that's open-ended. But what he did was... He wanted to dedicate himself to something he liked, and he ended up with philo- with psychology, experimental psychology. And that was my beginning for psychology. And then he met Erskine, John Erskine, and it changed everything for him because he loved the philosophy he was hearing. And so that became his mainstay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Robert Hutchins, who was president of the University of Chicago way back when, he was 30 mm-hmm. years old, he wanted to hire him to come there because he didn't know anything about philosophy or what books to read. He'd never mm-hmm. heard of the 
ones that he had. So he wanted him to come and set up the great books. Right. Which made Hutchins read everything that that he did, and therefore they were together. But they had the same resistance you have today. Teachers didn't like that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. They wanted to keep doing what they were doing. Yeah. And what do you mean you're going to study? We're going to do that. What is? We don't want to do that. But Hutchins mm-hmm. was the president, and so he said, you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so they had a lot of meetings and th- with students. And Dr. Adler was, was, was not um, a milk toast. Mm-hmm. You had to, don't just sit there. What, what do you think of what I just said? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I had the thought about it. Well, think about it. And that's really, really tried to do is get people involved. And uh, and it was very successful. And that's where the great books came from. Because mm-hmm. he picked, chose the ones. And then he also did this in Topicon, which is his favorite work, which is all about different ideas. Mm-hmm. Put together, and we have one uh, uh, Topicon on a DVD where you can actually put the word in and it'll find it. In whatever uh, subject you're talking about, it'll just find that word. If you want to know freedom, it'll be there. Yeah. That took like five or six years of maybe 15 men working, <laughs> philosophy people working on this on top of them. <laughs> that was his favorite work. <laughs> and both of them were affected highly by Plato. <laughs> When they started. Have you mm-hmm. read Plato and all that? When I was in college, I'm 73 now, so that oh, would have right. been 50 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I read your book, and I tell you, it is the most incredible book I've ever read. How you come out just normal. You look normal to me. Uh, well, I had a lot What? I had to have a lot of surgery. I had facial reconstruction twice. From, from because of the, um, you know, because of whatever it is she took, it it just messed up my face. So I had uh, facial reconstruction surgical twice. But, you know, I'm okay. They, yeah, I, no, you're fine. And I appreciate you doing this. Oh, no problem. I love to do this sort of thing. Oh, I, I know. You know, I love talking to interesting people about interesting ideas, you know. I'm like that too. And I find out more than other people do. And they say, how did you, my husband used to say, I've known the guy for 10 years and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I said, well, because you're talking. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to what he's saying. So yeah. it becomes more interesting and you get more people want to talk. Yeah, They really do want to talk. And I, I was telling Sebastian, I said, as far as that goes, I should have my own show where I could just talk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I was making kind of a joke there. But I have your book here. Mm-hmm. And I know that they published it for you en route or en route. Yeah. It says Survivor, a Memoir not- of Forgiveness. Yes. Cynthia Tulin Wilson. Mm-hmm. By the way, I wondered, is this you or your mother? That's my mother. My mother and father were both models. Yeah. And, she, yeah. And she was, I guess she was beautiful. Yeah. On the, yeah. 
on the inside. She sure wasn't. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so I, yeah, I don't even know how you describe it. It's not, it's not bad enough that she tried to abort me and told me, but it's the side effects of all of that knowledge when you're a kid, you know? It's or you like, don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I look at it this way. I turned out all right. And uh, I didn't turn out all right because of her, that's for sure. But I did turn out all right. So that's really what matters. You well, know? her judgment. Yeah. I'm that way. I don't care what other people say. Unless I respect them and I want their judgment. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. what they think. If it, even if it's critical, I don't care. Yeah. But not, not somebody I don't respect. Mm -hmm. I really don't want to hear it. It's just. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, if she hadn't told me all the things she told me, um, it would have been better. <laughs> I would have had a better life because I got to tell you, that that was a knockdown. Boy. You know, so I the thing that was really bad was when she told me she stopped taking the uh, medicine or the chemical, whatever it was. And I said, yeah. And I said to her, why did you stop? And she said, because when I started to bleed, I was afraid I might die, too. I never cared about her after that, because I realized that she would have, she, her concern was not that she was going to kill me. Yeah, she came to her senses. Or yeah. She didn't want to die. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I took care of both my parents when they were old. I've. If there's anything I try to do, I try to do the right thing. But um, sometimes doing the right thing is very difficult. Well, it is. When, <laughs> really when, difficult. It's almost, when I went to a therapist after my, uh, at a certain point in my life, and he said to me in the first meeting, he was a great guy, didn't watch mm -hmm. the clock, money was what you could afford, he was really decent. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, do you think most people try to do the right thing? And me, I said, well, I think they try, but they don't usually succeed. And he mm -hmm. said, and you'd be wrong. I said, really? He said, most people do not try to do the right thing. Really? They do what's expedient. Yeah. He <sighs> said, they do what's expedient. They do what's wrong, what they want or what will get them where they're going, but it they mean self-sacrifice, they'd rather not do that. But that might be the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, you're one of the few people that I see that in. And he said, <laughs> made me laugh. He said, you know, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> I said, it's not much better at the bottom either <laughs> where I've been. And yeah. he started laughing. But he said, it's very rare. I said, I only wish I had heard that before. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I I don't know why I feel that way or believe that way, but I have always, my entire life, tried to do the right thing. No, that, sure does, that doesn't mean I was always right, but I tried but, to do the right thing. That's you know? right. Yeah. But, oh, we um, might be. Oh, that's true. But you're yeah. looking for the right. Yeah. It, some, yeah. It, most people, and then, then I realized, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't I learn that years ago? Mm -hmm. I really thought that, that people tried. But then I realized, who's going to tell them what's right? If they don't yeah. even think about anything but themselves. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, yeah. so how do they know what's right? Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, so most people would say, oh, yeah, I, I try to do the right. I wish mm-hmm. I had known that because things that happened that I was believing, they were different than they were. Yeah. And that was sad. Right? Yeah. It was a so, sad truth. Mm-hmm. I, in the end, I took care of both of them until they were uh, pretty much gone. Um, and it was it was difficult because my mother was one of the most miserable people personality wise. In fact, I think she is the most miserable person that I have sure. ever known. Constant criticism, constant complaining. I mean, constant. And, you know, it, it brought a lot of trouble into my uh, into my marriage uh, with my first husband. He, he mm-hmm. died of um and uh you know with the kids and everything because it was always an uproar but it was like i you know what do you do it's the right thing to take care of these people even if they are miserable unhappy <laughs> critical and tried to kill you <laughs> just yeah right. the right well, you, re- <laughs> you really do deserve an award <laughs> but my mother had it she said it this way because i, cause I I was kind of in, not in the same boat though. Not the people weren't like that. Yeah. But uh, I ended up being the. People say, "Well, you don't have any children." I said, "Believe me, I had my brother and my sister, older mm-hmm. and younger. It mm-hmm. was like my children. I yeah. had to watch out for them too." And I married. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother said she started as very young at taking care of herself. Like you have beautiful skin. I'm sitting here, and you don't even have any makeup on. No, yeah. I never. Oh. Somehow you got that's great, and mm-hmm. so ten years old, she said, "This is what you do, and be careful because no matter what they come up with in the future, they're never going to give you your skin back. So mm-hmm. take care of it." And yeah. then she said, "However, that's the outside. Yeah, if you are on the inside. If you don't okay. take care of that, it's going to come out on your face." Mm-hmm. Said, oh my goodness! You know. <laughs> Oh, she's and right. I remembered that, and I thought, I wonder how true that is. And then I met some people, you know, ants that I didn't like. And they look kind of scrappy, and they weren't yeah. nice, and it showed. Yeah. yeah. And she said, yeah. it'll show on your face. I thought, I I better be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, she, yeah, did, so- she went too soon for me to mm-hmm. do much with her. But my sister and brother, yeah. Yeah. Tried to save them. Sister, yes, brother, no, couldn't say, but they all died with me. My brother, two years mm-hmm. later, my sister, and then my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both husband's died in front of me. That was just lovely. No, I had the two, but yeah. they were, did the, any, either one of them mellow with the, the end? Uh, the, the second husband was ideal. You know, I had I had no complaints about that man at all. I really, really loved him, and he really, really loved me. And we did grow into one person. The mm-hmm. first person was a good man. He was a good Catholic, but he was hard. You know, it's like everything had to be a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. he he lived the rules of Catholicism, but he interpreted them. This was before I was Catholic. He interpreted them in a rigid way. And it really made life miserable. But really? uh, yeah. Like, well, well I, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah, you know, you're gonna if you don't hurry up, you're gonna be a minute a minute late for mass. What do you think God thinks if you're a minute late for mass? Oh, that kind of stuff. You know, that kind of thing. Oh my word. 
and it would be every day, every week, you know, but so he was, it wasn't like he was hard, like mean, but he was hard, like judgmental. Hard and, on himself too, I would imagine. Well, well, no, because, maybe not. right. Because he was, but I've always said, it came to me one night, people practice being a good Catholic. Well, that's, there's the rules. Okay. Yeah. To follow that. That's easier than being a good Christian. Yes, they all opt for the other. Oh, I'm a good Catholic. Yeah. I follow all this and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But you stink as a Christian. You're yeah. not good at that part. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting point. Um, I've known a lot of people that do follow all the rules and they really believe them and they try to do the right thing. Those are people I consider, you know, they've got a spiritual life too. Right. Spiritual is important. Yeah. Don't think, I don't think my husband had, my first no. husband had a life. I don't think he so either. Had, he just had rules that had to be followed every minute. But, um, well, you know, God bless him. He died a, a bad death with uh, esophageal cancer. He bled out. Oh. And I was holding him, and I again I tried to do the right thing. I held him in my arms until he was dead, and then I put him down, and you know took care of the funeral thing. And then my How sec- sincere. That's because you're sincere. Yeah, sincerely, because that's from the heart. Honesty is. Yeah. I always say it's from the brain. Yeah, I take somebody who's sincere any day of the week. Yeah, because with the heart, it's hard to lie to it. Mm-hmm. But I used to love to give my mother back things that I learned uh, in Catholic school, which, mm-hmm. you know, once one church. Mm-hmm. And one morning, nobody wanted to go to church because we were all lazy, basically. And she came in and she said, time, we're going to church today. So I said, now, you know, I read that it's okay if you pray in your closet. God doesn't require you to come to church with all the other people. And I thought I had it, right? She looked at me, <laughs> <Right> <laughs> and, she looked at me and she said, get dressed. <laughs> that was yep. the end of that idea. Yep. But yep. it was in the book. Said I didn't have to, you know, okay. pray in your bathroom. Pray in your bathroom. Well, yes. She was uh, to go to Mass. <laughs> what? Yes, that's true, but you're still supposed to go to Mass. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah. Were, they weren't as hard as you you people in terms of you didn't, if you missed so many, you mm-hmm. were like out, right? You're, really? If you didn't uh, go to Mass, I thought if you missed too much, you were, no? Oh, you confession. Oh, you, to, you know, and uh, start over. That's Confession is a wonderful thing. The first time I heard of it i thought oh brother i'm not going to tell the priest everything but you know um i found that it does have um i feel cleaner leaving mm-hmm. than going i may not feel dirty going in but i feel cleaner leaving it's weird um and the priests that i've gone to confession with have been exceptional men so i you know i have i have no qualms about that I should probably professional. <laughs> well, see, we don't have it as often. Oh, we give communion except on one day, which is oh. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the bread and the wine, which I always yeah. like, and I never got sick. Out of the same chalice, mm-hmm. same yeah. spoon. So, mm-hmm. in any case, uh, 
you did not have to be, they didn't want you to go to confession too much because then you get used to it and you walk out like, oh, I can do that again and go back. That happened a lot in high school. <laughs> Girls would say, oh, I feel so wonderful. I only have three Hail Marys and three. And, and I looked at them and they were so relieved that now they felt they could do it again. So sometimes it doesn't mm. quite but, work. Yeah. Well, I, I can see where children would feel that way, or young people. But obviously, that's not the way it's supposed to work. But there's and, always a screen, am I right? You always have, do you ever you, see it? You don't see it. You can go face-to-face. Oh, you can? Yeah, you can go face-to-face if you want to. I've never wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, it. I don't know. The reason I don't want to go face to face is not because this person will know who it is that committed these sins. It's because I'm going to be looking at the priest and thinking about the priest and not thinking about God. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I I never thought of that as a a good thing Mm -hmm. because I'm used to, I've only gone a couple of times and that was... I was sitting with the priest on the backside of the, because you can't go in the altar. Mm-hmm. It's an area over here, like on the side. And mm-hmm. even basically, as I remember, it was like, have you done anything? It's your parents and things like that. But mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot to, to yeah. say. But, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Adler started out, well, he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And he married an Episcopalian woman the first time. He was married to her, I think, for 30 years, and he had two adopted sons. Mm-hmm. And then he went through a depression. He writes mm-hmm. it in his book. And he met Caroline, who was I, probably 25 years younger or more. Mm-hmm. And he married her, and she was Episcopalian, and they had two natural children, both boys, all boys. And he wanted to become a Catholic when he was mm-hmm. ready. He kept gearing for that. He didn't want to stay in Episcopalian, which is very different. I mean, I don't know. What were you before? Jewish. You were Jewish? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I was, but I was non-practicing, so it was pretty much not, uh, it was not, of course, I was young. Um, so it was not anything that I really, uh, participated in to any great extent. It was more cultural, yeah, but anyway, yeah. so he didn't want to stay Episcopalian. Well, you know, that's, I, I, I don't know. I know enough about it to say that it's kind of the, uh, unreligion religion. You know what I'm oh, saying? In terms of really? demands, oh. they're much freer. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same follow, you know, like ours has a lot of tradition. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the first with you. It was the first church, and then they had the 12 go out. Yeah. To different yeah. places. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Rome then became the center of the marketing, I mean, world commer- commerce. Mm-hmm. And it grew mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it was Constantine, who was the head of Rome, and then his mother was Helen, mm-hmm. who loved Christianity. And I don't yeah. remember the years, but wanted him to adopt it. So we have them as saints. Mm-hmm. 
because that was the change. But it was basically, I think, in 1066, or 1266, mm -hmm. when the rift came. Mm -hmm. There were several things, but probably the biggest one and the biggest stumbling block even today is the infallibility of the Pope. Yeah, so let's agree on that. Yeah, I have no doubt that, that the Pope is infallible under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's fallible every moment of every day. But when he's talking about something, uh, especially, you know, when he's, you know, when he's talking officially as Pope. Yeah, um, ex Catholic. You know, yeah. 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 So if you look at, you know, the kinds of things they say in their encyclicals, but the popes are not always infallible. I mean, it, they make mistakes like everybody else. But um, when I read the writing of the popes, I mean, there's, there is no way that this just comes out of a man's mind. The, the ideas are so elevated. You know, the thoughts are so elevated. And everything fits together like a seamless garment. Hmm. And it's like, that's not coming from all these different men over all these centuries. That has got to be coming from the Holy Spirit. And ah. so, yeah, and, you know, so they'll write when something's going wrong, like, you know, I, I like Catholic social teaching because my original um, degree, degrees were in sociology. So I'm very interested in Catholic social teaching. I read, you know, when you read Pope Francis and he talks about, you know, these issues, it's like this guy knows what's going on. He's old, he's sick, he's in Rome, he knows what's going on here in the United States and everywhere else. And he gives good guidance because he talks about the things that exist. You know, for instance, the whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, ecological issues, you know, it's like, everyone's like, why is the Pope talking about this? Because yeah, if we I've don't... Seen criticism a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, which in itself is wrong. You know, mm -hmm. these people not the Pope. The Pope is the Pope. If he's going to talk about something God thinks he should talk about, then I think you ought to just shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's true because, um, you know, I was reading it and it's like he's talking about the number of species that are dying because of man. And the one example, you know, the big skyscrapers, they leave the lights on at night mm. and birds take that for the day, whole species of birds have died by flying into these towers. Yeah. It's like, how about you just put a light up on top so that the airplanes know it's there and the helicopters know it's there and turn the rest of the lights out. Yeah, but, that's you know, simple. And so it's like, what's important about that? Well, for one thing, God made creation and it included these bird species that are now gone. Yes. You know, so... You know, when I read the things that they write, it's like, that isn't something that comes out of the human mind alone. It, well, they know these windmills kill birds like crazy. The windmills. Oh. And the, the windmills. Yeah, yeah. Kill I birds know. like crazy. And they yeah. block, in Greece, they block the uh, water, the um, Mediterranean. And look what they're doing to the whales. They yeah, I know. Them. I know. How I know. can you see a dead animal like that in their mammals? How can mm -hmm. you see that and say, well, the end justifies the mean, is how they think. It has to be. 
but they don't want you to think that. Yeah. So you think they care. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, when I when I read something, uh, and again, when he talks about the, uh, you know, the systems in the world and how we're affecting them, you know, the natural systems, it's like, I just don't know how anybody can look at that and say, why is he talking about that? I mean, you can see it's the truth if you have an open mind. Of course. And, yeah. And when you see how much he writes about other things, it's like, where's all of that coming from? Unless he has a brain that's as big as a room, he's getting but help. From God. He has the idea, though. Yeah. <clears throat> it must be his idea. Not necessarily. I no. mean, I think God often tells people what not. He doesn't say, all right, you write about this. But he can certainly inspire us that w about what we should be doing, and what we should. And part of that is writing for professionals. So when he you got, look at got like, political, oh, and I know he got a lot of back. Thing. Yeah, well, he got he stepped a little too close to politics, but well, politics it, are it's a problem. about huh? Politics are a problem. I mean, yeah. it's it. You know, they need to be discussed. Yes. You know, there needs to be some kind of boundaries to what people can say about each other and what people can do. And, you know, that doesn't, that's not necessarily supporting one system over the other. But it's like if you have a political system that's corrupt, you know, because of certain things being incorrectly perceived, it's right to, to talk out about that. Mm -hmm. and because in my belief system, and I, I don't know what what the uh, what yours what your uh, organization. I'll let you know when you tell. Yeah, but I think what's important is God gave us brains. He know he we know right from wrong. We do now. Yeah, we do. I mean, I can't believe that anybody would would say you know it's okay to just you know kill all the whales or kill all the birds. You know, maybe they're not particularly caring about it, but they're not going to say it's right. People, no. people need direction. And that's one of the things that the Pope does. Because, yeah. you know, people have the time to sit down and read about all these world affairs, all these political affairs. And what are we going to do? You know, it's like you need guidance. And, and do, some of these people are so far gone in their thinking mm -hmm. if you stood on a if you stood on a dead whale and said mm -hmm. look what you've done mm -hmm. nothing would register it would make me sick but yeah. they don't yeah. have it they don't have it inside well, who are they going to get it but I mean I don't I think those people are beyond yeah well that's why it's important for the for a pope or for you know any body of the church to talk out about things like that including ecology um but um yeah. yeah it's you know some people just don't care some people have no no conscience no. there's no. no question but that doesn't mean that the words shouldn't be spoken with authority so that people that do care can see it you know and um that to me is one of the big functions of the magisterium. They see things in ways that the normal person doesn't. No, that's right. And that's coming from someplace else.
to me. Yes, That's right. it's almost it's almost <laughs> devilish. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it scares me because it it can travel and grasp so many people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have, I've given I can't talk to people who won't t- if they're on the other side way on the other side I can't talk to them because they don't they don't really have information it's not based on information they just like that they just want to be part of it mm-hmm. so what kind of thinking is that the whole idea is that you examine what they're saying to you why don't you want to examine it mm-hmm. why are they afraid yeah. to look at something would they make a deal with the devil it almost seems like they do because oh, I don't. I don't think they literally do, but people, people just, um, you know, part of it is that they don't always see the consequences, or they're blind, or they don't understand. Um, you know, um, it's you know, it's just really, it's just really unfortunate that uh, yeah. people stopped to a great extent. People have stopped thinking. What they think is that every opinion is equally important. That's what yes, I think yeah. is going on. Well, I what think. Makes I just me, but what makes what, me cringe is when I hear them saying, my truth. Yes. Oh, <laughs> drives me crazy. Yes, I, I, I wish I was there to say, well, what do you mean by that? Nobody ever asked them. They accept yeah. it. I would say, what? what who's... What truth is this? I don't have the same one, obviously. What well, is your truth? One of you is wrong. <laughs> one of you has got to be wrong. And yeah, I don't you. Right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they're saying the same thing to you, though. <laughs> That's, oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. My cousin and I made a, a deal mm-hmm. after the first talking about politics. Mm-hmm. And we can't talk about it. Yeah. Can't. Well, yeah. Even if she improves, she's going to have to come back to me because I don't want to begin to have trouble in a relationship because of politics. But I really don't understand how she can think. I mean, she said to me, she was a teacher for her whole life. And uh, she said to me, well, what's wrong with uh, one person in charge? I said, what? One person? Like a monarch party? Yeah. You mean like Putin? Well, I said, well, who are you going to go to when you don't agree with him? Mm-hmm. Not that we can do that now. I mean, it's really crazy. But I said, you've got one guy mm-hmm. and he's making the rules. Do you want that? That's not what's in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It's in Russia, maybe in China, but it's not here. Isn't that what you liked about it here? Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Does not work. Oh. Yeah, I like I like the democratic system that we have. I just wish that um, people wouldn't be so influenced by the personality of the men or women yes, as opposed to their ideas. That's and right. that's a serious problem because somebody can have a dynamic personality and be a total idiot where other things are concerned. Absolutely. But they both have personality. So I look at Biden... And it's like, I am so tired of hearing people say, oh, he's so old. He's so tired. He's a good man. You know, to, to assume that. By what? Uh, now, hmm? what is, what's good for there? How do you define good in his 
Well, not but, at his, but good period. Well, he's. I can. I consider him very good. I consider that he is concerned about people. I think that he wants to do the right thing, and he certainly attempted to do that. But yes, he's old and he's tired. But what I hear from people is he's too old. He's too tired. It's like, why don't you address the issue you're really talking about? You don't like his policies. You yeah, know, that's really what it is, of course. Yeah. But that's but that's not what they do. They they go after demographics. And well, I don't feel that way. I don't care if he can pick up a, a a chair he's sunning in or not walk with it at all. I don't care. I don't care if he falls. Oh, I, policies are what bother me. Yeah. See, I yeah. Well, we're you know people have different political ears. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like I look at the same thing with Trump. It's like you know half of the country wants to like. I don't know, do what, put him in prison or something. And the yeah. other half thinks he's the new Messiah. Well, he's right. neither. <laughs> you know, he's neither. Look at what he wants to do. And can he do those things? Or should he do those things? So it's like they get caught up in the personality, and that's wrong. Of course. You know? and, they, and they've done that. You know, Kennedy was nice looking, but he was really bought. Yeah. He was bought and sold. And then they... He made mistakes they didn't like. And even Nixon, mm-hmm. he, he was gone because they decided, you know, I never realized the one thing I give, I can give, share with you and Trump, he mm-hmm. did open the box, mm-hmm. the box, and he did yep. let out. All, I didn't know it was this bad. I never knew it was that bad myself. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I think when I got, a, when I started to see the holes was the Vietnam War. When I saw my brother getting um, drafted, mm-hmm. my parents thought it was like the World War Two. I said, "No, no, no! This is not like World War Two. Mm-hmm. He's going into a swamp. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to make his bed. What is he going to do in a swamp? I mean, he's not going to be there long." Mm-hmm. Oh, she said they'll release him. I said, "No, we'll come back in a box. Oh. I give it six months." Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to go. So uh I said, do you want to go to jail? Do you want to go to Canada? He said, no, I'm just going to take a lot of stuff that will make me a little wacky. And they won't want me. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. He took uh, some quite loose. But, mm. uh, and that made him, I guess it, it worked because he didn't go. But so yeah. many of them came back unappreciated, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it made them mentally, it, it was very bad. And it was never, in the length of the damn thing. Yeah, I know. You go in and do it and get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think you have to have a strong foreign policy. Mm-hmm. So, but you also have to have a strong foreign policy that's good. And that's... Good, yeah. that's yeah, so to me, the thing that's missing in a lot of what we see is fairness and justice and compassion and charity. You know, I mean, people on the other side of the world or wherever we're, we're having a disagreement, it's like the people, not the, not the politicians or the government, but the people themselves will suffer. And we need to look at that before, you know, before yeah. we doing something just like we can suffer they're human beings 
And I think we forget that. It's like, oh, they're the Russians. Oh, they're the Vietnamese. You know, I... Oh, I will, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I But that's how I, they were painted. Yeah. I always well, wondered I, why we were there. What the heck are we doing over here? Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a communist country now, yeah. which is what we went well, to... Mm-hmm. But I, um, I of course, when I was young, I listened to all the things going on in Vietnam. I worked at Holy Apostles College and Seminary, and we brought over, oh, I don't know, maybe 50 or over the years of Vietnamese students to train as priests, brothers. Mm-hmm. They are the nicest people. They are. I've got kind. Now, I know that the ones that were soldiers probably weren't because they were buying into what they were told. But it's like I was talking to one of the sisters one day who I was very friendly with. And, you know, she had mentioned the war. I mean, they just referred to it as the war. So I guess it was very bad. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, for them, including the civilians. For them, too, yes. We should never, I don't think we should have been. I don't even, you're going to stop communists? That's what you can't, can't stop an ideology. But yeah. when when I talked to that woman who was a sister, she's probably she's not too far younger but than me, and uh, she said, you know, what the Americans did was terrible. And I said, you know, I don't know what the Americans did because I only read the newspaper, and that of course was written by Americans. So tell me. Yeah. And she said that. Um, one of the things that was that was done was that, you know, little girls would get out of school. They're going to walk home. They're walking in a line. Plane would come in and blow the back of their heads off, all of them, and they'd fall to the ground. Now, why go after children that are coming home from school? And everybody says, oh, no, Americans would never do that. And really? No. Yeah. So, you know. We yeah. have an unreal perception of what this country Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some great presidents, but there were some oh, yeah. really. Yeah, they, I don't think that the average American goes around doing bad things. I mean, sure, we all sin. Everybody sins. We have original sin. But, um, but you know, I just didn't have a picture of American soldiers killing little kids for the heck of it. Well, because a lot of those little kids carried bombs on them. But they weren't near them. They were I know, I know. For them. If you know, get paranoid after a while. I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying that's what happens. Yeah. They get scared. Yeah. So now we have cartels shipping them out mm. or whatever. You know, Adler always said, um, he said, it's a shame that like science, unlike science, where they share improvements with one another. Mm-hmm. They tell each other, you know, and they become, and then they get some idea of, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the best. He said, we never do that in philosophy. Philosophers do not talk to one another. They have their own way of looking at it, and that's it. He said, we should have a roundtable of philosophers who want to, su- isn't there something that we all can say is a good idea that we can discuss that people should be this should be right in the basis of the philosophy, but nobody wants to. They want their own thing, and they're mm-hmm. all very different. Mm-hmm. Some I don't even understand what they're saying. Yeah. So I have to go to lofty people. 
you know, I just, my husband's lofty, Sebastian can be lofty, but it's like, what is he saying here? Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, I don't know what he's saying. And mm-hmm. I don't know what he's writing for, but I'm having trouble. Not every philosopher is clear to me. No, of course not. But, but I could read psychology easier mm-hmm. of what, you know, that was. Mm-hmm. But philosophy can escape me, and I'm sure it does other people. Oh, sure. But you how do you not have one? You have to be wide awake when you read it. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Even for Adler, because I, I, uh, I checked two of his books. What do you call it? I, uh, Proofread? Yeah. And because I'm real, I'm good with grammar and all that. But I also told him there were parts when he went from one paragraph to another. And this is me. Maybe everybody else doesn't have this. I didn't see how that fed into the second paragraph. I lost, I thought, where is that? So I mentioned those things in there. And then he said to me, um, coming home in the car one night, he said, you know that you found the most errors in my work. And mm-hmm. I said, well, that's the highlight of my career, that I could find you an error. I, I now have done everything I ever wanted to do. And he had a great sense of humor, and so did my husband. But uh, he was he was funny. He said, because uh, psychology, again, he would ask questions, which I liked about him. And he loved movies, and he loved good food. My husband was a foodie, too. And he said to me, he said, you know, this Alzheimer's, how, how do you think you really know you have it? Oh. And I thought for a minute, and uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. But this is how I think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because your whole frontal cortex is bye-bye. So, you know, it's pretty bad. I said, well, it's not forgetting. Don't worry about that part. We all forget, and we do it even when we're young. Now, I said, if you come home and you take your shoes and you put them in the refrigerator, and that's where you think they go, and that's important. You think they go in there, you might have a problem. Yeah. They <laughs> started laughing. <laughs> but, uh, it's that serious. I mean, it's totally, you can't really. It's a terrible thing. Yes. You know, we never heard about it years ago. I don't think there was of it. You don't think? Yeah. I wonder where, some things do develop over time. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty serious when this goes. Yeah, it is. So, what? You know. it, I know that as we get older, we start to lose things. I mean, I'm certainly not as sharp as I was when I was 40 or 50. But, um, you know, and I will forget things, but I've not forgotten anything that was crucially important. Exactly. Yeah. Or you but, go into a room and you wonder why you're there. Yeah. yeah. That, happened. Yeah, that happened to me in school, too. Yeah, that happens. I think that happens through our whole lives. But the the difference is uh, the pattern, I think. You know, if all of a sudden you go into a room 50 times in a row and don't know why you're there, okay, something. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, so it's a difference in frequency and probably in seriousness. Um, I will, I'll forget a lot of things, but I think the fact that I'm working three jobs... <laughs> might have something to do with that. Well, I was going to ask you because I wrote in my comment about you in the book, but I I didn't remember what we taught. 
what did you what do you teach uh i teach uh roman catholic theology i teach oh. into um for 28 years i taught it to uh uh seminarians and sisters uh to lay people that were going for a degree and um some priests that already had a degree but wanted another master's so i've taught theology for 28 years um oh. Now, I still teach theology, um, but differently. For instance, I work for Avila Institute. The only thing I teach there, when I teach there, and you don't teach every semester, I teach pneumatology. That's the only thing. Pneumatology? Pneumatology, the, the theology of the Holy Spirit. And then, um, yeah, I also work at Pontifex University as, as the academic dean. And I do some teaching there. So it's, you know, um, plus, you know, my husband died. And I mean, that just, that just, that just was really bad. Sure. You know? it, is, it is much worse than, Take, yeah. It takes time. Put him in order. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he died and um, I'm a far cry from recovered, although I am getting better. You're part, uh, far cry from what? I'm a far cry from absolutely better. <laughs> I'm not back oh, yeah. to And then, uh, you know, we had had a water leak. So I had construction guys here ready for this two and a half years. That was a little. <laughs> and I worked three jobs. But so, doesn't that help you to be working? Oh, yeah. It helps me to be working. But it's just that, you know, it's just too many changes all at once. Mm, oh, yeah. Or, or mm. within like six months. So um, I think that that, uh, that alone, that too much change too quickly. You know, if it was little things like, you know, you know, we had to have a, a driveway put in or something and it was done in a week, that would be fine. You know, but we're talking major house reconstruction due to a flood. Mm. So, no. you know, it, it's just all big stuff. So, and him Everybody. dying, yeah, him dying was just the worst thing that's ever happened. It was, it was for me too. Yeah. It's to so watch it. But I was there and I'm glad I was there for all three of them. I was there um, for both husbands and uh, my second husband, he died easy. It took about five seconds. Oh, that's right. You were telling me. But, um... But still, to, to have been talking to him, and he was so happy he was going home. He looked like a little boy. He was smiling mm -hmm. and going to go home. Five minutes later, he was dead. It can turn, um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a little bit too much stress. Well, you know, there's but, a lot of, in the hospital, when uh, this, I uh, see, when I first heard this from this girl, I thought, I'm going to have to strangle her. That's all. It's made very easy. And I, I said, you know, I don't know what to do. That was all I said. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend coming to pick me up. I arranged that. And she even talked to her mm -hmm. to legitimize it. You know, this is much, much more involved than hospitals used to be like. Mm -hmm. And so I was ready and uh, to go down stairs. Well, I was ready. I was in a daze. I don't, you know, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I went downstairs and she assigned a girl to me to be with mm -hmm. me. 
So, so far, I think everybody's sane. And then uh, this the girl said, oh, two guys come over and they said, they um, psychologists would like to interview you. I said, for what? Well, they want to make sure you're strong enough to go home. I said, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not being interviewed by anybody. They're, in fact, I think you should go. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, somebody, uh, this girl came back and I said, why are you here? Well, I don't know if we should let you. I said, I, is there something wrong with you? I've just lost my husband and you're bothering me now about other stuff. And uh, I said, I made the ride. That's all I had to do. Well, I said, don't, don't well me. I said, because I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call the police station and I'm going to tell them and I'll see what they say. And I did. And they said, if they don't let you out, we'll come and get it. Mm-hmm. This is what people, this is helping people. This is insanity. Uh, what are you yeah. supposed to say? I'm feeling great now. I can go home. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. I'm done. Yep. Yep. No. I know exactly what you mean. And she's this young kid. And I said, you know, but when I get mad, I get, you know, I said, you know, the more I'm looking at you, the worse I feel. In other words, go away. <laughs> well, you know, when my husband died, um, I was with a, a Protestant minister. The priest had. Uh, oh, he wasn't priest- a Catholic? Oh, he was. He was. Oh, that was yeah. a story, but <clears throat> I was with this Protestant chaplain, and uh, he was gone, and the priest had been there and given him last rites, and uh, she had come up first. So I was I was standing there talking to her, and I said, okay, so now what happens? And apparently the undertaker comes, and or they send, I don't know how the transfer occurs. Yeah, they anyway, come and get yeah, I did see him in the casket. I knew it was him, so it's like, okay, no mistake there. But, um, you know, she said to me, what are you going to do now? I said, I'm going to go home. And she said, where do you live? I said, Vermont. And she said, I, he died in Connecticut. And she said, are, are you going to drive yourself? I said, yeah. She said, well, are you sure that's wise? And I just looked at her and I said, I know how to drive. I'm going to turn on the radio. I'm going to sing all the way back to Vermont like I always do. And when I get there, I'll let go. But I'm not going to be crying on the highway. I'm not going to be responsible for killing someone else or for myself or for calling, causing property damage. I'm leaving now, and I will be fine. And I was. This person I mean, questioning you? Yeah, she, was, yeah she, she did not think that I should drive home. Was she a she nurse said, or a friend? No, she was a chaplain. Oh. Like, aren't you supposed to be talking about God and not telling me I shouldn't drive? But anyway, um, you know, so I understand they might be, there might be some liability uh, issue that makes them talk well, like that. It but, could be, but it wasn't years yeah. ago. You yeah. didn't have this. Yeah. yeah so when, yeah. So when that was, that was it, it's like, I'm going now. Bye. Thank you for <laughs> your help. Well, you know, if you had answered the wrong thing, she might have kept you. He might have kept you. 
That's yeah. what they tried to do. I said, if I, two big guys. Yeah. I said, you can't, you can't lay a hand on me. You know that. Mm-hmm. So go back and tell him that I'm a psych major. And if he wants me to tell him everything he wants to hear, I can do that. But it's a waste of time mm-hmm. of what I'm going to answer him. Of course. Yeah. You know, would you go home and do anything dangerous? Never. Never. But this means the truth. So, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. You know. It is. Yeah. yeah, so they, did, they, they didn't try to stop me. Uh, physically, but certainly they were they were concerned that I would do damage, and it's like you know I'm standing there having a lucid conversation with these people, so it's like I'm not exactly sure why they thought I was just going to fall apart the minute I got away from them. Exactly. If anything, I feel better when I got away from them. <laughs> sure. I said all I said was I don't know what I'm going to do. Well. I didn't mean in terms of whether I take poison or jump off a bridge. That wasn't the decision. It's no. what I'm going to do without him. Oh, I didn't finish the statement. Yeah. And uh, then this strange calm came over me. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was strange because it almost felt like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. Like it was gone. Everything yeah. was fine. It was it happens to me under great stress. I just get very calm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't call up when I'm calling for help. I don't scream. It's yeah. like something just takes over. I don't yeah. know what it is, but a mm-hmm. lady came in and wanted to tell me how sorry she was, and, and I greeted her. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done oh. it five minutes before. The thing is, we don't go crazy when something like that happens. We're distraught. But it's right. not like our common sense and our intelligence has left the room. <laughs> exactly. But they do say that. They do. Yeah, she's, I know. The chaplain came in and she said, uh, would you like to stay overnight? And I said, no. She said, uh, and they gave me some medicine to relax me. It was so strong. Mm-hmm. I almost slipped and fell and hit my head. And they didn't bother to find out if that was, it was a lead. I don't know what kind of thing it was. Hmm. And I thought, what are you, what are you giving me? I'm going to the washroom. I could have hurt myself. Yeah. And then she said, do you want, is there anything you, I can do for you? I said, well, if you could bring him back, I'd be, that'd be all about it. That'd be about it. Mm-hmm. I said that about my mother and my husband. Mm-hmm. Know, what, what more can I don't know. I it, it's it, I think you're right about the insurance. Yeah. There is something that they're worried about, like in the stores with these people coming in. And yeah. you know uh, what I liked about Adler was that he he at one time was a globalist. Mm-hmm. And he changed it, mm-hmm. and he thought there could be a world government. Mm-hmm. It was pretty brief, but he got over that. Mm-hmm. And I remember my husband asking me what I thought. And I said, it won't work. It won't work. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in charge? You can't get two people who live next door to each other to agree on where to go to dinner. Now you've got two people with a lot of power. Who, who, which one of them? It's going to be one and what's going to be two. You're going to have the same problem. Yeah. And anyway, who are these people? Why do we mm-hmm. want them running everything? Mm-hmm. Like now, you know, you've got people with yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next question was, 
what do you think about pe- kids who don't have a home, but they go into places where the state takes care of? They don't have a foster home or anything. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. Well, wouldn't it be better since parents can be a child's first enemy to let them have the state? As I said, the state is going to take care of my kids. No, I don't care what the state is. I'll do it. I mm-hmm. said, that's, that's straight out of Nazis. Yeah. And uh, I read in the book about Fauci. It was really frightening. Mm-hmm. Where they did have a place like that. Yeah. And the pharmacies were doing, like Mengele, were doing mm-hmm. tests on little yeah. kids. To oh, see how the how the, uh, how the medicine worked. Mm-hmm. It's in the book, the Kennedy book. Because, you know, they won't have them on TV anymore. Except Fox and uh, Newsman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I saw this little girl, beautiful little child, five years old. And I talked to her for a while, and she was so pleasant. And I came back. I don't remember how long it took him. And she wasn't there. So I said to the person, I said, what happened to that little girl, you know, blah, blah. Oh, they gave her a, a shot, and she had a stroke. <gasps> and then she couldn't walk. This mm-hmm. is testing pharmacy. Yeah. And then she died. Mm. I read that, and I thought, whoa, we are. But we're missing a lot of stuff that needs yeah. to be fixed. Would mm-hmm. they need somebody like Adler or Max to talk to you sensibly and make you think, it's going on out there. People who come and say, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, little Fauci. I know everything. I'm, 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 a, what did he say? I'm, uh, I'm medicine or something. I'm the whole picture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's diabolical. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where's the thing? And how long can we stay like this? I don't know. We were smarter. You know, they asked the ancient Greeks. Of which I am proud, you know, and I have some French because uh, there was a town right by my father. He was a Spartan. Mm-hmm. My mother was born here, but they came from some, they raised bees or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll be going up there. But, um, what was I going to say? Uh, what was that? Yeah, well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> To me all the time. <laughs> I had a point. I had a point. Yeah, I've had points too, and then they just go away before I can get them out. <laughs> yeah, that really bothers me because I was—I thought it was going to be a good. I started out with Sparta. Yep. Oh, they asked the Greeks, "Do you think the ancients? Do you think when people read what you're writing, because you know they had the same trouble trying to convince oligarchies. You know, this is the, the people are going to vote. What? Mm-hmm. I won't be in charge. You know, because they had all the moolah and all that. And so they uh, they gave him trouble. It wasn't easy. It was no easy sell. And so the Greeks they asked Aristotle and all that. What do you think about all that you've written? Do you think this is going to help people as time goes on and they read it? They're going to wake up. And he said, I doubt it. Yeah. May not be forgotten. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to change. Yeah. People yeah. are. Fortunately or fortunately, we have pretty much stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Although I think we were smarter back then. Well, I we think we survived. We had less to deal with. I mean, you know, you didn't have to worry about, you know, world governments. You didn't have to yeah. worry about atomic weapons or nuclear weapons or COVID or, you know, 50 million other little things. COVID, AIDS, the flu. I, you know, it just never stops. If you don't read the newspaper, you're actually doing much better because That's you don't right. these false alarms. But um, well, They're going to try it, but I don't think too many people are going to put it back on. They won't. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. They're, people are too angry because they already said they don't work. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to put it back on? Yeah. And the the medicine was uh, only three months out. Mm-hmm. Those vaccines. They tried for a year and the results were not that great. That's in Kennedy's book. Then nine months. Mm-hmm. Then six months. And then they agreed on three. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend that's 82 or three. Mm-hmm. She never had. She'd had a stroke at one time, but she's doing very well. But she never, she's, I'm not taking it. I don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. I took two, but mm-hmm. I will not take any more boosters. And it's all mm-hmm. money. It's all about well, money. I heard somewhere or I saw somewhere that they had found that people that had um, had taken more shots were more likely to end up in the hospital. Yes. Now, that's kind of weird. It's in the book. If people that didn't take any shots were better off health-wise than the ones that took them. Mm-hmm. Like that little girl. I don't know what they gave her. But we don't know what's in these things. Yeah. Well, we never and- know any of these things, actually. But, um, you know, I think I think back to my husband. He was desperate to get the shot because, you know, he had uh, heart and uh, lung disease. Oh, Actually, oh. when he died, he died of heart, uh, liver and kidney failure. But he did have um, heart and lung disease. So he was desperate to get co- the COVID shot. And he finally did. And uh, he had the two boosters. And, you know, fortunately, he didn't get COVID. But I'll tell you, that, that just knocked the, the energy out of him. And I it's thought... I, I, I don't want any more because I don't like what they're saying about it. Yeah. Well, now they're saying... You might I don't trust them either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I, up and around in your house? I thought you were I, getting him. No, I was just moving. Uh, no, I... Um, I don't know if I'd take another shot, but I've had three. And I'm thinking, I had three shots in a year. That that seems yeah, like I an think... awful lot of vaccination. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a medical doctor, so I probably shouldn't say that. But Yes, but what know. they found out in the CDC, I can't, I can't go with it. I can't. Because they did say yeah. that people who didn't touch were actually healthier. Yeah, and look at and they made it light that kids, you know, like eighteen year olds, mm-hmm. heart attacks. When they mm-hmm. made oh, it's very few, very few. It was not very few. Mm-hmm. There was a doctor oh, from John Hopkins that I used to listen to that I believed, mm-hmm. and he would say, "No, it isn't. 
and they won't turn over records. Why not? Yeah. And Fauci didn't do much better under HIV either. Mm. He, oh, uh, he cost yeah, people lives too. There. Yeah, HIV is a whole other ball game, you know, um, because that's something that can be controlled through behavior. Yes. You know, I mean, if you happen to breathe the air where someone coughed a few minutes ago and kept COVID, there's nothing you can do. Right. But, but to get AIDS, you have to have uh, been involved in something. And, um, you know, so it's a, it's a behavior issue. Right. As opposed to a real deceit, you know, to me, COVID, you can, you can walk through a room and somebody who walked through a few minutes before, I don't know if this is true, coughs and the stuff's in the air and you breathe it. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe you get it. So, I mean, I suppose you could say it's behavior. If you just stay home permanently, you won't get it. But who wants to live like that? It, yeah. It, people got fat and depressed. But to me, the thing they should be checking is the antibodies. If you mm -hmm. have the antibodies, go home. I won't yep. give you a shot. That's yeah. what they should check. Yeah. Not, okay, let's give you another one. Yeah. And Pfizer makes more money. Yeah. I, I never, uh, it's all, it was a shot. That, that's it. That's the quality of life they want. It's not to live a good life. It's mm. to have money, make profit. Mm -hmm. Well, what a shallow, horrible life that is. Mm -hmm. Because that's how it is. I mean, all these uh, Nike and all that. It's profit. Mm -hmm. And the funniest thing was somebody said, I said, how far do you think they're going to go? And, but, you know, all of this is like critical thinking. And when I hear something that's absurd, which I hear a lot, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, what? Well, they tried to do it with Marcia Stewart. Did you hear about that? It, no. it, I may not say it all right, but she made a drink and she called it Antarctic ice or something. Mm-hmm. Because it came from uh, uh, um, what the Titanic hit, iceberg. Yeah. And it, it relates to that, that that's the ice she's using in her drinks. That's mm -hmm. how it's labeled. So, Well, they got on her. Mm -hmm. You're using uh, an iceberg's ice when they're melting like crazy, and you're using it for your drinks? And I said, I have heard, I have, how can you not laugh? You know, I mean, it's the worst I've heard. I mean, it's the most crazy. And, of course, she did slap him back with something. Yeah. And and the other, and they're they're not melting at a rate that's strange. And because they polar bears don't have any place to go, there are more polar bears now than ever. Mm -hmm. And so they, they tell are. you have truths. Yeah, and, and they said to somebody, you hear that and you don't go look it up. You just repeat it. Why don't you look it up and see if it could be true? Well, you know, the polar bears are actually the only bears that actually hunt people. They <laughs> hunt people? Yep, they're the only oh, ones. they're so that... cute. Yeah. Yeah, they may be cute, but they'll eat you. <laughs> More than a grizzly? Yeah. Mm. From what I understand, they actually hunt you. They'll trap, they'll track you. I don't know. How do you know that? Uh, I'm watching one of those nature uh, programs. Oh, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'd heard. I heard that they are the worst, and then Grizzly would come after them, and then yeah. Black them. But, uh, yeah, so you never know. But, um, yeah, it's a crazy world, and it does not live by the rules of logic anymore. No. Well, there really. is common sense and reason, which is what this is based on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all have emotions. And... Mm -hmm. Some more than ever, some more than others, mm -hmm. but you also cannot live without them because they can teach you something. Yeah. So that was always my gripe about reason. Mm -hmm. Humans are not truly reasonable creatures. Mm -hmm. I had a Jewish doctor that I was very close to, mm -hmm. and he was taught in school at the University of Chicago by Adler. Mm -hmm. He said, I've got one thing. To tell you, humans are not reasonable creatures. Mm -hmm. so, oh, our emotions get in the way. What? Our emotions and our passions get in the way. Mm hmm So mm -hmm. I suppose that you can control those, but they also teach you something. Because without a certain emotion, you're not going to have empathy. Mm hmm Empathy. Oh, and yeah. My, my husband used to always make things philosophical. He said, but you know, you, and it was true. He said, you have to be careful about empathy. You may be giving too much to somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's not just give it. Mm -hmm. It's how you give it, to what extent, and yeah. when it's time to mm -hmm. shut up or change, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, we, I, what time? Oh, you're an hour ahead. Eight yeah. Hours. Yeah, I don't even know what time it is here. It's 8.26. Oh, yeah. So I do have to get going. Yeah. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed this. Well, I always enjoy you. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm in that business on the side. What skin you have. It's just wonderful. <laughs> but I goodness, you must be good inside, too. Because yeah, you can come out on your face. What? Wrinkles here. Look at these wrinkles. Oh, and I got some greens scarf on here and it's just my skin sagging. <laughs> well, you have to, you do put your cream on there too, don't you? Uh, no, I don't because I had uh, I had throat cancer so I don't put anything near my throat. So, you throat cancer and you can't use a cream down there? Yeah, really? I probably could but I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Oh. I'd rather stay alive and look like I have a scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well you've got that Lauren Bacall kind of voice, you know, the deep Oh. Is that what that was? It was from the throat cancer, yeah. My voice changed. No. I had... Where did you get it? Did they tell you? Nobody no, knows? No, no, it just comes. You know, some people get it, some people don't. So I had... Um, I had uh, 36 radiation treatments. I think that's what did the voice in. And I had six uh, chemos. Mm. Um, I tolerated both well... The, the chemo was, a, the, the radiation made me tired, but not horribly so. And the chemo um, made me shake. My hands would shake. But other than that, it wasn't bad. You but, really are a trooper. You really yeah, are. But, thank you. But my voice did change. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so now I have that sound. Anyway, I have to get going. Yes, we do, so, don't we? 
Yes, and I, I, I mean, yeah, we could just have him take the whole thing and then splice it anywhere he wants. I don't care. Yep. But I mean, it's nice. It's just nice to talk to a yeah thinking person. We can have a good discussion, even if you okay. disagree with. Them. Yep, that's okay. That's hard to do today. Once they disagree with you, they're, they're mm-hmm. off that field somewhere. Yeah. So okay. you have a great night. Take care. Yeah. Oh, and you're going to be there tomorrow. You're going to be there tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, let me uh, just uh, end in prayer, and uh, okay. I'll see you tomorrow. My phone is ringing. <laughs> in the name of I the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We go the other way, you know. Oh, okay. We go to the right birth. And that's another story. Talked about the, the, that's another change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to worry about that. No. Alrighty. Well, it was talk to you. Thank you. Yes, nice to talk to you too. Very much. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a production of WCAT Radio. Please join us in our mission of evangelization. And don't forget love lifts up where knowledge takes flight.